My name is Josh Hanabury, and welcome to the Truck Focus Podcast. At the Truck Focus Podcast, our mission is simple. I want to connect transportation industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. Over the last decade, I've been fortunate to connect with several transportation industry leaders that have had a positive impact on my life, and I look forward to connecting them with you, friends in the industry. So in today's episode, I'm really excited as I get the chance to speak with Brent and Monique Ryan, founders and owners of Bremet Carriers here in Calgary, Alberta. So during our conversation, we dive into Brent and Monique's journey in the transportation industry, but we also discuss the approach Bremet Carriers is taking to really improve the profession for commercial drivers with their four-pillar mindset. And I have to say, so for some time now, I've been a huge advocate for Bremet Carriers as I really admire their ability to be industry leaders. So I encourage you to learn more about Bremick Carriers by visiting their website, which is bremick.ca, or searching Bremick Carriers on Facebook. So I've included the links directly in the show notes. So I look forward to the impact this conversation is going to have. Let's get to it. Brent, Monique, honestly, super excited for our interview today. I really want to welcome you to the Truck Focus podcast. And I've been really excited for our interview for a couple of reasons. When we first uh, met, it was actually through Reputation. Um, So shout out to our friends like Glover. They spoke super highly of you. And then when I continuously saw your guys' equipment out on the highway, so Bremick Carriers, I was always like, man, that's really nice equipment. So that was really cool. And then our first introduction meeting, I was really inspired, if that's a safe word to use, by a couple of things. So first off, operations and business. I really admire your guys' ability to operate at such a high level. But the biggest thing to me that really stood out is how you value people. And I think that's going to be the highlight for a lot of our listeners today is you can be successful. You can really be like to the point in operations, provide excellent customer service while really valuing your team. And I think you guys are an awesome example of how you can do that. So I'm really excited. So yeah, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Josh. Absolutely. So the... um, (laughs) I don't know who typically would go first in this situation. So, Monique, if you want, okay, Brent. <laughs> Brent, do you want to kind of give us a rundown on a little bit about yourself and share your backstory in the transportation industry? Um, well, <laughs> I guess I was uh, born into it. Uh, my parents had a few trucks at home when, uh, when we were kids, and uh, it's always, I guess, been a passion of mine. I uh, really just love the industry and worked uh, through high school, uh, university, uh, drove truck, uh, changed tires, worked on docks, that kind of stuff. Uh, started dispatching when I was in university, actually. Um, and then nights and weekends. And um, I guess through university, I was fortunate enough to get into a co-op program and started working with the Contrans organization. And uh, just was presented with a lot of great opportunities to grow and at a young age. And um, not there anymore, but uh, it's... Uh, so uh, I got a lot of great opportunities through my career and, um, you know, just, uh, I guess, worked there for quite some time. And it was always my dream to to have my own business. And, and Monique had encouraged me for many, many years. And I was pretty fortunate in a good position and, and had a great job and all those things. But um, I guess it got to the point where I had a little over 40 and, and some things changed. And uh, I... Uh, we, I guess, decided it was time. If we didn't do it now, we never would. So, um, yeah, I, that's kind of how we got to this point. And, uh, no, really enjoyed it. I just love every minute of it. Incredible. Yeah, thanks for that. I appreciate it. I'm excited to dive a little bit more just into the opportunity side of industry. So, appreciate that. And how about yourself, Monique? Um, 
I just um, started out, you know, in accounting, doing books and whatnot. Um, and prior to moving to Calgary, I actually had an opportunity to work for the Ontario Forestry Safe Workplace Association. So working there really gave me some insight into what it took to keep the frontline workers safe and, and what, you know, how it takes an entire community um, and everyone involved in making sure we're all on the same track and making sure these guys get home at the end of the day. So, um, and then we moved to Calgary and uh, I just pursued the, my accounting career from there and been working in accounting ever since. So it all makes sense now. Okay, I, I see how the structure plus the passion collectively for a few things really. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. She's so. being a little modest. There's a lot in business management, really. And Nick says accounting, but she's been involved in a lot of financing and uh, structural in small and medium-sized organizations. So that's really been a big value to us from that side. I'm just, uh, you know... 12-year-old with an unpassion, too big a passion for trucks trapped in a 50-year-old body. So that's, uh, you know, really, she puts that stuff all together. And I think that's a superpower because the uh, in our industry and transportation, it's really easy to get busy. And I like the analogy where are you focusing on being busy or are you focusing on being in business? And when you can take the passion of a 12-year-old and a 50-year-old's body, but if you can take the mastermind of years of being groomed and training and experience with a, collectively a real care for people, you guys are living proof of what can be done. And I like the fact where you had a crossroad. You're like, okay, it's kind of a now or never situation. And I've been talking about it for a while. And obviously, it's a leap of faith. So there's a lot of, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of really cool things in your guys' backstory, which really, I think, highlights today. Like if I'm if I'm seeing a Bremen carrier, again, I'm an international fan. So an international pulling Super Bs with curtains, there's a lot to know. Okay, that's how you got to that point. And it wasn't just, uh, okay, I won a lottery ticket. I have 10 mil. Here's my 10 mil to buy these equipment. Like there's a lot of strategy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. I say that quite often. So, and another thing that you mentioned too, and again, this is a really big shout out to our listeners because our listener base is pretty broad, transportation specific. Some of it's professional drivers, other carriers, suppliers in the industry. But also I find a lot of people that are just interested in getting to know the industry is when Brent, you were talking about the opportunities in industry and how you were, I'm in university, but I'm dispatching at night or I'm a young kid and I'm changing tires. Like there's all of those things that really kind of, I always use the term, it gets into your blood and it's become part of your DNA. So you're, again, you're living proof of that too, which is really cool. No, for sure. And I think it's one of those industries that's very traditionally, people think of it pretty simple and, and often, unfortunately, not a good outlook on it or a view, but there's everything from, like we talked about mechanical and changing tires to operational type stuff to IT. And, you know, we have satellite and cellular communications in our trucks, tablets and all of them now. Um, you know, we scan our documents from the truck. We we can build a load before the truck leaves the customer's parking lot. Uh, so those kinds of things, which there's so many different uh, avenues for careers and for experience that it's, it's quite uh, exciting, I think. And again, even behind the scenes with that, you know, there's the whole compliance and regulations and, you know, hours of service and all those things, as well as admin and accounting. So the industry offers a lot of opportunity to all diverse backgrounds and ages as well. Um, so it's a pretty cool industry that way. Yeah, totally agree. 
Yeah, it, uh, that honestly is part of my heartbeat to say, and oh, there's opportunity. <laughs> no doubt. Okay, so Bremick Carriers, um, before we dive into um, Bremick as itself, um, can you let our listeners know, is it best to go to the Facebook page, website, and just drop the website link? So we have, uh, our website is Bremick, B-R-E-M-I-C dot C-A. Um, a good email for uh, just generic inquiries is info, I-N-F-O at bremick.ca. We have a Facebook page that we try to be active on and, and talk about some of our, our employees and our what we're doing and show some of our trucks. We're very proud of our, our crew, uh, of our professional drivers and the equipment they operate. We also have an Instagram thing that I don't really know anything about. But, the guys uh, are probably more active than we are. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're uh we're we're all those places and uh and we have a phone. <laughs> 403-257-9751. Oh that made me laugh. <laughs> I was joking. I I like the phone. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no. And honestly, I, I'm a big social media guy and I love seeing just the variations of equipment and especially when people take pride in what they're operating. And two, so two things that really stand out when I, like I got, I'm on your Facebook page here and there more. So I see things getting posted on the Facebook page and I try and share it to our community is I love how you guys take a lot of pride in the appearance but also the so professional drivers have so many skill sets that I think society as a whole often forgets. But when you look at some of the pictures that it's just like, I don't know how you got that angle with the sun, the mountains, the snow, and then obviously the beautiful equipment. I'm like, okay, that's like a masterpiece. And continuously time and time again, we see that. So yeah, great work to your team because that's a real representation I'd say of them, but also of you because you're empowering them to say, Hey, when you see cool stuff, please like let's circulate it because that's a good, I call it the sex appeal of our industry where like there's a lot of attractiveness in trucking. And I think just your team does a great job. So I do want to highlight that. So again, to our listeners, definitely check out the Facebook page, uh, website links, everything, contact details, of course, are in the show notes too. So I appreciate that. We're very fortunate. We have one driver in particular, Kyle, who's, uh, I, I guess you can call it amateur photographer, but he's quite good. And, and he, he runs uh, BC all the time. So he's always looking for a, uh, the right shot. Uh, he was fortunate enough to make it on the uh, Load King cover, calendar Load King cover a couple of years ago. And um, and then it brings the other guys along too, because they all have, they get a bit of an internal uh, competition going on. So um, yeah, there's a lot of pictures floating around here, some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. And the guys take a lot of pride in their equipment. And uh, and I think that's what it boils down to is they take pride in what they do in their careers and their equipment. And um, they want to showcase that. So we're more than happy to do that for them. One of the guys last or a couple weeks ago just started uh, doing, a, I don't know what it's called, but a, a video. He had a camera mounted to his truck and uh, did some outside shots, did some driving shots, put it together to some music. And so that's our next uh thing we're going to try and work on it was really cool yeah it's phenomenal when you're able to it's not too difficult like i say that with humility because i'm not the most tech savvy person but when you're able to take something that could be it appeared to be a different language you're like no, no i want to learn this because there's there's some really val- valuable items here and it's like that it's adding a dash cam into the truck or adding a gopro to the truck and doing different mounts and then obviously music and yeah it's pretty fancy what social allows you to do but it's really cool to see <laughs> yeah, that's great that's great 
So the um, so Bremick as a company, um, one of the highlights when we first met at your guys' office was you talked about four foundational pieces. And it's been a couple months, obviously, since I was there last, just due to schedules and stuff like that. So I still get really like... I'm really like emotional. So when people start going, I can feel it. I'm just like, yes, keep going. So (laughs) are you comfortable kind of giving us a rundown, like from the foundational components that you shared in our, or in your office, kind of giving us a recap of what those foundational pieces are and what that means to you guys as a company? For sure. I'm going to start. Go ahead. So that I guess one of the things with Bremick and, and from the start that we did, I guess it sets us apart. And and I don't know that it's uh, there's a lot of people that'll uh, say it's crazy, and other people think it's the best thing ever. But we pay our guys salary. So our drivers, uh, we have a, a laid out compensation plan that when you walk in the door on the first day, um, you know exactly what you're going to be making a year from now. Um, you get 24 pays a year of exactly the same amount. And then we have scheduled increases. We have a health spending account, uh, safety allowance, those kinds of things in addition. But the key is the salary. And to the people that have worked in an office all their life, those kinds of things, they don't know any different. You show up for work, you do what you're asked, you get paid at the end of the week or the end of the month, whatever it is, and you just keep doing it. And your, your income is like this. In the driver's world, owner, operators, road driving, trucking, we've as an industry monetized everything, it's all piecework, um, whatever you want to call it, productivity based. So there's various different systems, but at the end of the day, if the driver or the truck doesn't move, there's no pay. And often we felt that that's not necessarily the issue of the driver. There's um, certainly the driver's influence on that and can work hard or not, et cetera. But there's so many factors between just weather, traffic, um, delays at shippers and receivers, uh, load availability, whatever it may be. So the driver really, besides working his or her best to to do the thing, they have no control over that. And at the end of the term, what happens is their pay fluctuation goes like this. And anybody that's been in the industry for some time knows that. And we looked at and thought at the end of the year, their T4 basically is the same, whatever the system is. All the, the trucks, there's this much money that's there for the driver. We made the choice to take that risk and guarantee that money to the driver and take the fluctuations out of it. So we as a company take the fluctuations. And in turn, our drivers um, don't have that stress. So, and which goes back to some other parts to that foundation, but the we feel there's so much stress put on the driver and the family at home because they don't know whether they're going to have enough money to make their groceries at the end of the week or pay the mortgage at the end of the month. Uh, can the kids go to camp or not? Because, and it's cash flow. It's not the total number at the end of the week or the end of the year. It's cash flow. Um, and we really believe that then causes bad driving behavior and confrontation between dispatch and, and driver. We've said you're asked to show up for work when you show up. You're paid to work this many hours a week. Do as you're asked within legal and <laughs> safe ways, and you're going to get paid. If we can't find a load or uh, the weather, there's a snowstorm coming, so be it. That's the chance we take. We expect everyone knows your truck has to make money, but we want to do it well and do it safely. The, the little story I always say is that it's 
you know, four in the afternoon, noon, you've done three deliveries, two pickups, it's snowing, you haven't had lunch yet. Um, you're cold and wet and tired and hungry, and you're supposed to be in Vancouver by lunchtime tomorrow. Well, the right thing to say is, no thanks, Brent, I'm going to go to bed. Get up in the morning when I'm rested and needed and showered and on the way. And that's what we expect our guys to do. Um, the reality is, though, if you need that 300 bucks, whatever it is, to make your pay cut off so you can make your mortgage at the end of the month, you're going. And people do it every day. And I'm not saying they end up in the bush every day, but you're encouraging them to. And we still have a lot of risks in what we do, but that's, you know, we try to take that incentive out of it for the driver to do unsafe actions. And then in turn, he gets a lot more, he or she, but most of our guys today are guys that get, um, they get a lot more support at home because there's not the pressure on payments at home. So anyways, that's a long drawn story. That's the real key to our, our culture and the way we approach things. Um, tied to that is home time. All of our drivers are home every weekend. Um, they leave for work Sunday night or Monday morning, depending on where they're going, and they get home sometime Friday. The odd time we have it, weather, a maintenance thing, delay, but at the end of the day, that's our thing is your home weekends, you get out of the truck, you spend time with your family, you have a life outside the truck, and you've got consistency and stability in that. Again, keep your life normal. Um, equipment, um, we want to be safe, we want to be clean, we want to have a good impression, a good, um, a good uh, impact on the people that see us, and when a driver has good equipment, clean and encouraged to wash it and all those things. I believe they also, they are cleaner. They step out proud, stand tall. They look after the customer. Um, again, if there's a delay, they're not mad because they're not losing money. They just call the office. We deal with it, not their pressure. Um, and probably the thing that then ties it all together is empowerment. And we, we go through this a lot in our orientation and, and we reemphasize it and is that there's no load worth an accident is what we say around here all the time. And um, the driver is the final call. So if that scenario I said about going to Vancouver for the morning, if you're not comfortable, if you're not feeling well, if your stomach's upset, whatever it might be, you just had a fight at home. We all know we have to make money and we've got to get through the end, but nothing's worth an accident. So the driver is empowered to put his hand up and say, I, I can't go. It's not the right thing for me to do today. And we'd rather deal with that situation and deal with the customers, deal with whatever may be for that to make that okay and provide the support to the drivers so they can get whatever it is back on track for them than to have to deal with the other side of the consequences. And ultimately, those four pillars that, that we have in our business Ultimately, all of those things are put into place because we want every driver to get home at the end of the day. So to us, that's our number one concern. That's our number one objective. And so when we started Bremick, we sat back and said, okay, how do we accomplish this? And so we decided, okay, these four things are the key components in making sure our guys get home at the end of the day. And so we just built on those four things. We also believe that it's when you talk to drivers and what do they, I think driving trucks, the greatest job in the world. Um, there's good things about it. And there's bad things about it, but um, 
But when you talk to driver and ask them, like, why don't you want to drive? Why are you leaving the industry? Why are you upset? Those four pillars and a few things that go around them are really designed around, let's get rid of all that. How do we take that, go with the understanding that everyone has to work hard and make a living, but how do we take away those pressures? How do we take away unnecessary conflict? And let's just go to work and do a good job, stress, and have a good time doing it. And it's not all unicorns and rainbows, (laughs) as I say. It's still, there's reality, but... uh, but we're all in it together. Yeah. That's, that's powerful. The, uh, so it was, so for those that are listening, hop on YouTube and watch, because that is a very, so two things. So Monique, I'm watching you watch Brent and complete alignment and Brent, I'm listening and I'm seeing passion, which to me, that's the most authentic thing that a leader can provide is, uh, is this is what we live. And from a professional driver standpoint, um, former driver myself, so I'm very familiar with the ups and downs and the, mm, no, you can wait for 42 more hours for this. It's like, well, I don't want to wait for 42. So you do, you suffer when you're in that position. And oftentimes another thing that you hit was the professional side of the profession. And when a company's culture and organization and the oxygen that they breathe is all about no, no loads worth your life, then let's eliminate stress from your family life because it sucks going to work after you had an argument as it is. It sucks knowing that you're having an argument because you're not paying the mortgage for two months in a row. So the fact that you guys are really the ultimate cure for a lot of anxiety in industry is a masterpiece when you're talking retention, recruitment, and just really giving a view of what can be in the industry. So that's really powerful. And I speak to a lot of different people in our industry. And I won't, if you're comfortable with me saying this, I won't lie. You're the only organization that I know that operates with that type of a focus on people where, yes, like you talked about customers, that's a big part of it. Keeping, making sure that we're not in the bush, that's a big part of it. But the people part, it's real. like I got shivers when you guys are talking. So <laughs> I just really admire it. And I think this is a call to action to other carriers that may be listening that are thinking, why like the culture of my company is not where it should be. And like Brent, you said, it's not always sunshine and rainbows and stuff. There is reality. But when you can take that pressure off of people and treat them as professionals, as in professional drivers, I think there's a lot of wins there and there's a lot of, of longevity there too. And yeah, I'm just, I'm really grateful that you were that honest in that, in that breakdown of the foundation, because that's really what I wanted people to hear was what is being done because as you guys do it so well. And it's just a really good representation of what can be in our industry. There's a couple scenarios that I always remember that, because it's a big question. One is the company's taking all the risk and One is that, well, I was just going to say, so (laughs) we, you know, why would, you know, what other industry, what other job do in the world, do people get sent out and it's the luck of the draw, whether you get paid today or not. Um, And meanwhile, we're entrusting these people with, you know, $400,000 of assets that we have, plus the customer's cargo, you know, she cores a million dollars worth of value there this person is a manager they're professional they're trustworthy whatever those things are so we need to treat them as such and the a lot of people said you're crazy like why would you do that that's not the way it works and 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 we questioned it too but we really believed in it moved forward with it and i'll never forget 
a driver's meeting we had, and it was probably two years in or something, yeah. but we had, um, you know, the wife, we had our, we have a couple meetings a year and we always invite spouses, not, and, and one of the, the guys' wives stood up and in tears in front of everybody and talked about how they spent their whole life in the industry and have never had so much money and they don't make any more with us. Questionably, they can make less. It, if depending on how hard people work, but in our culture, they don't make any more, but she has cash flow. They've renovated their kitchen. They bought a camper. They're paid off whatever debts they had because she can budget the money and he's home every weekend. So now they can use the camper. It, it was just such a heartfelt story that I'll never forget it. And then we thought, okay, well, this, this is going to work. Cause we've also gone through times where, the industry in general believes that paid by the mile, well, if you're going to take advantage of me if you just pay me. You're going to push me too hard and run me too many miles on stuff. And, and that just takes time and that to prove that, I mean, we've, we've got rules. We follow the rules. We electronic logs. You only work so many hours. Uh, we commit to have you home on the weekend, those kinds of things. So it's, it's been very hard from the standpoint of, no one understands it. No one believes it. No one, it doesn't make sense. And there's some people that don't fit. We've had to have part company with some people, drivers that they think it's a free ride. I mean, it's not that, but it, we're in it together. Just show the work, do as you're asked, you get paid. And the, one of the largest, well, there's two hurdles really. The trust factor, you know, are you guys really going to do what you're saying you're going to do? Uh, and the other one is a lot of drivers are driven by the potential, the earning potential, and they don't take into account all of the uncontrollable variables that they face throughout their days. Um, whereas on the flip side of that, we're guaranteeing X. So we're competing against, well, your earning potential. I mean, we read one Kijiji ad. I mean, I swear it said 200 grand or something, something like, like that. This, yeah. And I thought to myself, that's just someone playing, you know, a numbers game versus reality. And it, that, that poor driver will never achieve that goal. Here we're guaranteeing, you know, your salary you know what you're going to make at the end of the year. There's no gamble. It's 100% legit and you can count on it, you know, and, but some drivers just, Oh, well, I have this earning potential. And we always say, you know what, we hope you make it. We really do. Um, but we also know that our guys, you know, are going to be comfortable at the end of the day and they're going to make it home and have that balance. That's right. Yeah. Make it home, have a home to go home to because yeah. you're there every weekend, all those things. So um, yeah, it, it, I'm not saying it's for everybody, but it works well for us. And, uh, and for the people that we have in it, I think they really, yeah. um, it's the way they want to work. Yes. I, I think it's phenomenal. And I, so there's a couple of different motivational speakers that I listen to and I'm not morbid, in theory, but this is kind of a morbid thought is when you are literally on your deathbed, what are you actually going to be remembering about? Is it the amount of illegal hours you worked? Is it the amount of potential? Well, they put this carrot in front of my face. So I'm going to chase it. No, there's, there might be some regrets for sure, but that's not going to be your celebrations. Your celebrations is I was home every weekend. I consistently provided for my family. Like those are the type of things where like my wife, she's, 
she's in school actually right now in, in another room. And we talk about it all the time. It's just like, what do we want for our sons? Because we both work a lot. You guys work a lot and it's for something. But ultimately when you're operating behind the wheel, you're working a lot and okay, great. Like have passion in that, but also, yeah, you got to look at the bigger picture of life. And when you're, I see those ads too, where I'm like, no, the math actually doesn't make sense. Like to me, say you're going to make 200 grand, like hours of services are for a reason. I'm quite comfortable having conversations about that. And you're like, mm, no, not at current rates, not what you claim you're going to be hauling. Like, so there's a lot of, I'd say misguidance. I don't want to call people liars, but uh, wishful thinking that's just not real. And yeah, but I really love the culture of what you guys have developed and you really live. And again, the fact that your motto is no load is worth your life. Like to me that, cause I say that sometimes in different environments and I get a funny look, like, why would you tell someone that? I'm like, cause it's true. Like, <laughs> so I just, again, you guys, I get brag about you often and I try to <laughs> when it's appropriate because of these reasons. And again, the mission that I'm on at Truck Focus Podcast is introducing industry leaders to industry to create a pivotal change. And that's exactly what you guys have done. You decided early, this is what we're going to do. Yes, there's risk, I'm sure. Well, Brent, you saw actually have quite a bit of hair, but if I was in your shoes, I'd be even more bald because there's things that you carry and you're just like, I'm going to carry that. I'm not going to pass that on. And I just, yeah, I really admire the culture that you guys have, that you've developed. And one area I did want us to talk about was the truck convoy, as well as the five-year uh, truck program. And because those are two more things that really solidify, I would say, your guys' mission. And so this, so those that aren't familiar, each year, I believe it's a global process with the Special Olympics and law enforcement. There's the uh, truck convoy for Special Olympics. And before I knew uh, Brent Monique, Avery, my he's now 12, actually, but we started going about four years ago. Uh, first year, we volunteered setting up tables. Second year, I think we served breakfast. The third year... I don't think we did anything except participate. Then obviously the pandemic happened. So it was virtual. Then last year we knew each other. I'll call you guys friends. It was phenomenal. Like obviously seeing Avery's face, like I was going through our pictures not too long ago where he's just like, dad, that's, that's Bremick. I have their mug. I have their calendar. And he was like beaming ear to ear. I'm like, okay, this is what it's all about. So that's my, I guess, welcome to the truck convoy. But can you kind of give us an overview of why you guys invest so much time and effort in that space? And also, can you, and don't worry about a clock, because I think this is another phenomenal feature and care that you guys offer, but the five-year truck program too that you guys offer. Well, with the convoy, um, Special Olympics are something that's um, something that's personal for us. It's really important. Uh, Brent has a cousin who has Down syndrome, and she's been an Olympian most of her life. And um, she's been an, an ambassador for for the Olympics. She ran, you know, tunies for torches in Ontario. Um, and it's something that she really took a lot of pride in over the years, and she really did well at as well. So it's able to travel enabled to, to travel, countries. Yes. And, you know, uh, yeah. it really is, I think, is a big part of her development or her life. And, and there is, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. So we just want to support that any way we can. Um, and then when we learned about the convoy, well, that was a no brainer for us. Uh, so we really, um, we really participate in trying to. 
uh, raise funds for being the lead truck. Um, we always drive that campaign. Um, we don't always hit the lead, <laughs> you know, get the mark for being the lead truck, but we have in the past. Um, but we definitely participate and we push it as far as we can financially. Um, but we definitely put as many trucks in as we can every year. And, um, you know, it's just something that we feel is really important. And, and it's uh, something that we, you know, want Bremick to stand behind. And we have a group of drivers that really enjoy it. And, you know, we get the trucks cleaned up and they take some of the Olympians for a ride and just hang out. And it's one of those things that, um, you know, again, drivers are gone all the time. Um, They don't get a chance to interact in those kind of situations sometimes, especially, but they're comfortable with their equipment, comfortable with their truck and passionate about that. So it, it ties that stuff together, which is pretty cool. And, uh, and it gives us a chance to shine everything up and take some pictures. And so yeah. it's just good for everything. Yeah. And I love that the Olympians can ride with us, you know, pre-COVID, obviously. But um, it's a great opportunity to just connect and to learn more about them and and know that, you know, we're doing a great thing. Um, and, um, you know, last year we participated, but the Olympians couldn't ride with us. But um, so a lot of those Olympians from previous year, you know, walked right up to our trucks and said, okay, let's go. <laughs> Unfortunately, we couldn't allow it, but you know, it's uh, something we look forward to in the future as well. So powerful. It's great to bring the industry doesn't do enough of that kind of stuff. And, and, and we're all busy and all those things. And again, I haven't put a lot of time into making it any better necessarily, but it, it's great to be a part of it. And I really appreciate the people to put the time into getting it going and, and that program. And, and so if we can do a little bit to help, I think it's good for, that cause, but it's also good for the image of the industry. Yeah, I agree. And that was our, I'd say our entry point too, was I wasn't really exposed to, before I got married, um, I wasn't really exposed to too much, except when I was a kid in special needs and especially from an athlete standpoint. And then when you hear about it, you're like, oh, oh, you can volunteer because I love volunteering. That's one of my if I had the that $10 million lotto ticket, I would just spend all my time volunteering because I think you're right though. There's a lot of opportunities to help to make a difference and there's not enough of that. And we had um, Darby, who was a four, three or four time medalist um, join us on the podcast prior to um, this last year's convoy. And then meeting Darby in person, um, Avery and him became what I call like instant buds where they were attached at the hip. And just that was really special to me because um, we have a family member, my wife's side of the family um, that is special needs. And he's one of the best human beings I've ever met. So kind and caring. And you know, because you know, but you wouldn't know, like you just there's no if, ands, or buts about love. There's no if, ands, or buts about relationships and stuff. So Avery's really familiar and watching him, I would say, become instant buds with Darby. That was the biggest thing that Darby's mom, Susan, said to us was Avery like loved on him instantly. And she's just like, that is unusual to me. So as a dad, I was just like, okay, yeah, <laughs> made me super proud. And I get emotional because you I just like watching people and I like seeing when things impact people. So just being in that environment. And then, yeah, I reached out to them. Actually, it was two weeks ago to ask if there was a way that we could help through the truck focus podcast, just to continue to bring attention. And I knew we were going to have this conversation. So I'm just like, it's cool how things tie together, but it's nice hearing why. And it's nice to see the amount of effort you guys put into being involved in such a great event. So, and then the, um, yeah, so the five year, um, truck, 
you will dive into what it is. Um, but before we go there, can I ask how many drivers currently are working for Bremick? We have 14 drivers and a couple part-time guys. Uh, so yeah, 14, 16 kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And are, is that like you guys are max employed good to go? Or are you kind of like other carriers where you are always looking for good quality candidates? We're always looking for good quality candidates. No question. Okay. Okay. Today we're full and actually have a few guys on the list uh, that have completed the orientation or um, application process and who are, you know, ready to come. We've got some new equipment on order. And of course, with everything that's going on, that's kind of a moving target. Uh, so that's pretty frustrating and challenging when you have people here ready to go and, uh, and don't have the equipment for them. But anyways, that's part of life today. Um, but for sure, we're always planning to grow consistently. Um, so we're always talking to people and, and what we found too, is with the best drivers that stay with us and fit in, it takes a long time to get to know our culture and understand us and for us to understand them. So the best hires are usually, they're not the person that walks in the door the first day, have an ad or have something out. They're people you get to know over some time. And sometimes timing's right for them and not for us or vice versa. So although we have a list of people, they're not always ready to come and we're ready for them. But, you know, so, yeah, absolutely. We're always talking with people and and uh, we're pretty fortunate right now. And, and uh, but yes, we're no doubt we can always use more good people. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. And I'll make that known, too. Because again, I'm really proud of you guys as an organization. So I'm very fortunate. I take a lot of pride in building relationships with professional drivers because a lot of times it's they're in an environment they don't like, but they have bills to pay. And I'm like, okay, that's not how life has to be lived. So it's nice, obviously, having strong relationships on both sides of the conversation because it's really natural to connect good people to good people. And like you said, if timing doesn't work, you still met good people. And it's always, to me, it's peace of mind. And a lot of people go to sleep. Well, tomorrow I might. So it's like, okay, well, let's help that process. So I think, okay, but I'm really glad you mentioned that. And then this part to me, honestly, it's another phenomenal aspect of uh, your guys' business and how you really value people and you see people as part of the family. So can you walk us through the five-year truck program? Am I saying that right? The uh, yeah, okay. 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 Cool. Yeah. If you can walk us through that, because I think it's awesome. <laughs> so I guess the root of it was in our industry, essentially the person with one month experience has the potential to earn what the person with 30 years experience has. And um, so we all make the same amount of money. We all pull the same freight and do the same loads and drive the same roads and whatever those things. So we keep trying to think of things and make it different. What makes someone want to stay and be part of an organization? So it goes back to all those cultural things we talked about. But the other thing is that, you know, we've always taken a lot of pride in our equipment and in, and it, and our drivers in turn take a lot of pride. And we believe it's a competitive advantage to us both from a driver and recruitment retention side, as well as with our clients um, that, uh, and for safety and all those things. So I think that's kind of how it started to yeah. come around and, and time was coming up to order some more trucks. And we were trying to think of these things and having people in our industry that stay for five years, especially for us, it was our first two drivers we started with Mike and Dave, and um, they've been such a key component of what we do. Um, we wanted to recognize them and we wanted to then, I guess, it rolled into continuing going forward. So 
we thought, you know, what if we drivers just drive what they're given and everyone's got it. Oh, I wanted this. Should have had that, all those things. So we thought, well, what if we let them within reason <laughs> spec their own trucks? So uh, in theory, then they want to be around for the next five years to get it paid for. So um, it uh, that's kind of how it started. And, and it's just a way to distinguish things and to make them feel special and be part of the, the process. So they're involved in specking, they're involved in the pricing. They can make decisions about whether this might be worth it or not. Um, trade-offs because there's reality of economics in it. Um, and the other thing we did is with, um, we've always laughed here that, you know, our trucks can be any color you want as long as it's white. Um, so <laughs> we, uh, we've all, we have white trucks and black trailers and, that's pretty dull and boring, and uh, but it's consistent, and we have a steady brand and, and presentation. But you know, an owner operator or more of an independent person can put their own uh, their own twist on their colors and all that stuff. So we want to do that as well. It recognizes, makes the guys stand out. So their trucks aren't white; they get to pick their colors as long as it's you know within our 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 palette, <laughs> our color scheme, and uh, so. They each came up with two very different designs, and the third one we're working on now is something completely different again. So they're very unique to the individual, and uh, just pride ownership, and and um, yeah, it just you can see the the guys' personalities and their preferences and how they like to work and what all those things come out in the trucks. So it's pretty cool. Yes. So powerful. I agree. And I'll, uh, so for, again, for those listening or watching, I'm going to include the uh, pictures in the blog article for the episode, because when, uh, when they, well, they, when Brent Monique first shared that concept with me, I believe they were in, they were getting built still. And then when I saw it announced in uh, on the Facebook, I was just like, Oh yes. Like it was such a cool moment because of the, uh, the reasons behind it. And then putting yourself in the position of Mike, it was uh, Mike and Dave and just the investment, the knowledge learning of actually specking and then obviously keeping, keeping economics in mind. And mm-hmm, like, there's a lot that you as a professional, you're like, wow, this is a really special moment. So I just I applaud you for doing that. And I know that they I'll speak on their behalf because I'm sure they've said it a thousand times. Just they're so grateful because that's a huge investment from your guys' perspective to get creative, to care enough to actually do it. I'll just talk about it at the water cooler. And then now they're rolling down the highways with pride. Like I just such a good win. And yeah, I do hope that they stay for a lot longer, obviously, than the five years, make it 25 years. Just I just think it's really phenomenal. And again, that's a huge encouragement to the industry where don't be afraid to get creative because I think we all get excited on that kind of stuff. And you guys are just again leading by example. So, but yeah, I'm really glad that you were able to break that down. Thank you. No, it's pretty, it was, it's a good program. It's exciting. Yeah. Totally. Talk about the 10 year trucks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no doubt. Those, uh, like, they might fly by that point, depending, I guess, yeah. on technology, but yeah. Or hydrogen or something. <laughs> Yeah, it, well, that's actually an interesting conversation being that we're all in Alberta. But yeah, I think the uh, that will be another really cool milestone, obviously, as an organization, um, but also in their careers to say, hopefully, this whole pandemic thing is way, way behind us at that point. And yeah, turnarounds for getting something manufactured is a lot faster. But yeah, I really support that. So that's cool. So as an, uh, as an organization, so as a company, what would you guys say has been your greatest victory to date? 
know, still being here is one. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's a tough business. I think our culture, I, I, um, I really, I really take pride in, in the fact that um, everyone's on the same team. Everyone that's here understands what we're trying to accomplish and works with us to make sure that we continue down that path. Um, we're very fortunate enough that probably 50% of our employees are under the age of 40. Um, and we're able to rec recruit some of the next generation of drivers. Um, but they, I think more than the older generation, really understand what we're trying to accomplish and really um, appreciate the lifestyle that we're trying to provide for them. Um, they just get it. They just, you know, we have one gentleman who just started with us. He's quite young. Um, he has been in the industry for five years. He got his license against his, his parents' wishes. He just wanted to be a commercial, a career driver. And um, after five years, he was ready to leave the industry. And um, as soon as he sat down across the table from us and we started talking he just, he could barely sit in his seat. He thought, I'm sticking around here. This is the place I want to be. I get it. You guys are answering all of my issues. And, you know, just seeing him and the light bulbs go off, that was just, okay, we are doing this right. This is, we are going down the right path and we are accomplishing what we need to accomplish. Um, so I think that for me was a real key moment for me. Yeah. It was just, it was saddening, maddening, whatever, yeah. to listen to him. And, and I don't know how we just caught him. Uh, it was timing and, yeah. and he had been through a string of just bad, you know, we all, everything we talked about, pay fluctuations, equipment not being maintained, running over hours, no support and encouragement, no training, all those things. And it was like, wow, like one is how is this still happening? Yeah. And, and two is like what we're doing shouldn't be unique. And I'm not saying we're the only people that do it, but it shouldn't be unique. It should be the way it should be the norm, the norm. You can pay the way you want all of the whatever, but as far as those fundamentals about looking after people and being safe, being a good citizen on the road. I mean, and this kid was ready to pack up and leave the industry, go be a plumber or lawyer or doctor, whatever he was going to do. He wasn't going to be trucking. And you now he just, he's so giddy. He can't wait to get to work. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and it's good. So we have an opportunity then to bring him along and mentor him. He's still young. Uh, he's got a lot to learn, but he's such got a great attitude and he's very uh, willing and open to learn and wants to do better and wants to be the best and be a true professional. So it's a, and we have some other young guys that are, you know, under 30 even, and they're, they're real leaders in our company. Like they're, you know, it's hard in our business. We, to hire we, we pull weight and we run the mountains. So it's not an easy environment. And, and we're, Manick and I are pretty conservative and nervous and we probably hold them back more than we should sometimes, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's like being a parent and uh, we're just so proud of, of, the, of everybody, but it's so cool to see the young people coming up and be able to be a part of that with them. Yeah. Wow. You guys literally just, 
So I create definitions and slogans all the time based off of my way of thinking. And it's really nice to hear. So a couple of things is, so you, you were talking about the sadness and the madness when he was describing what he went through. And I think empathy is an often overlooked ability in our industry. I think often, like I'll always say, people often will go to the tyranny side. They will lead with tyranny and they have a whip and they're really good at it, but they don't actually have the ability to lead with empathy. And you don't actually hear what people are going through. And you guys have that gift. And I think that's really unique. And I do wish that every carrier operated with that type of a lens to say, okay, we're all human. And obviously we're here to make money, but we're here to do it in a way that we can be proud of, that it's a way that has a thriving culture, but it's a human element that I think is often missed in our industry, especially when you look at the hierarchy. I'm the owner, you're the driver. It's like, it's nice to hear finally, I'll say finally, but it is nice to hear both of you very consistently speak on the profession, speak on the people, speak on the culture, things that I really believe matter. And I wish other carriers if I could say every carrier, it'd even be more amazing, would really adapt that way of thinking because I think a lot of the internal just bickering and reasons for leaving would stop because it's like, okay, well, what are we all up against? And what's the ultimate goal here? Okay, it's to make it home safely while servicing our customers the best that we can, the safest that we can. And everyone else has their own additions to that. So it's really nice to see and hear you guys very consistently talk about that. And then I like that you mentioned that they're leaders in your company too. So I... Uh, being a younger professional, I remember when I first tried to, uh, I guess, enter the world of entrepreneurship. I just turned 20-ish, 21 kind of thing when I got my accidental trucking company. And I just constantly was looked at like, man, you're so young. And I'm like, okay. But I, I had that kind of that chip on my shoulder in a sense where age does not matter. Like I can be a leader if I understand it and if I can speak appropriately and as a professional. So to know that you guys have younger leaders really navigating some tough weights, some tough mountains, they're not hills like people at East think, oh, there's a hill between here and here. It's like, no, 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 there's like a long stretch of mountain that you're going down. <laughs> so just really nice to hear that. And I hope that your drivers and professional drivers obviously listen to this episode because I think for them, it's installment of confidence to say, yeah, they are really proud of us. And yeah, they really want us to thrive in this environment. Because again, this I talked to enough people, I've been through it myself, where again, I speak through my experiences to say, not every carrier thinks how you guys think and will actually speak on it. Because sometimes it's ego, sometimes it's fear, I don't know. But it's just really nice and reassuring to hear it. Well, we were very fortunate with, with Dave and Mike and Manick and I started with uh, whatever, a couple of old trucks and a couple of old trailers. And, and, uh, and Dave and Mike were the doing the work was one, but uh, they were our sales team. They were our recruitment team. They talked to the customers. They understood. They set us apart. They they under listened to what they wanted and bring that back. And they listened to what was a problem and bring it back. And they'd be dropping business cards and seeing freight and all those things. So those two guys, we started with those two doing that and each ran a particular lane that we were our targets to develop. And so they kind of, they've been the, the godfathers, the leaders, whatever it is on each of those lanes. And they still are. And uh, other drivers go to them and look up to them and, and they'll give them a kick in the ass if they need it or a pat in the back or what it is. It's pretty cool where those two guys, you know, that wasn't their, what they were hired for, I guess it was <laughs> deep down inside. We wanted that, but you know, <laughs> it wasn't their job description. Yeah. And uh, we we're so fortunate. They set the tone and still do every day. Yeah. And the other drivers, 
they know they that's their role and they I'll say look up to them and, and also they if they get a little pat in the back or a bit of encouragement some tips or whatever and then that filters down right it becomes okay that we're all in this together so you have the next generation and seeing that and passing that on and and that's what takes I believe it helps in our success because mm-hmm. it, it, again we're all together and it's hard you're up there alone yeah. um so you got some encouragement you've got some support um you know there's no problem you can't not accomplish or fix right so so those two guys really have been key in putting that culture and putting the driving team together and and you know letting us know when we're screwing things up too (laughs) they set the bar for what happens out on the road and i have to say they've set it very high um but you know Again, it reverts back to the culture and the team environment, and it it takes all of us. Uh, when we get a pat on the back, we all get a pat on the back. If one day we get a kick in the ass, well, we all get that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a direct reflection on all of us. So, you know, it's great that our team um, really supports that. Oh, you guys are so solid. It's so nice to see. the uh, And I just, I really admire that culture. Because that's the, just speaking again from an industry, like from operating perspectives to, I know it's like dispatching to health and safety, all of those components, if the team environment is not there and if the mutual respect is not there, it just falls flat. And it's nice to know, especially because I'm quite familiar with the terrains that you guys travel to say, help, I'm in a jam. This is what I'm up against. What do I do? And there's actually help there, not belittling and disrespect and figure it out, rookie. It's like, okay, we'll work you through it. We'll walk you through it. You're prepared. You understand this. Remember this. It's like, it's just really nice to see. And again, it's a really great representation of what we need in our industry. And I think, again, just as industry leaders, I'm really proud of that because it makes me feel good being able to brag. So it's nice. <laughs> so the, uh, but honestly, just in mind of time, um, we covered a lot today, which I'm super grateful for. And I really do value how honest and upfront um, that you guys have been. It does it really means a lot. So before we do close, were there any final things that you wanted to share today? No, no we appreciate what you're doing <laughs> yeah, here. It's sure. uh, again, it's little baby steps for all of us. Right. But yeah. I, uh, again, the, the industry is something I have real passion for and I'm, I'm there's parts of it. I'm, disappointed ashamed or whatever of it and i think not that you can any one of us can fix that or, or change it. and maybe not i'm i'm not always right in my view either but but i think these little things that we do to to help encourage that and and fix it and and make improvements and attract more people into it um i think that's better it's uh people need to get goods from a to b and, and i don't think that's changing anytime soon and, and it's a great career it's a great industry and, and more we can do to make it better and prove things and, and our image in the, in the, in the world uh, in, and culture of the industry as a whole. And I think that's, we're all doing our little part. And at the end of the day, really, it all boils down to integrity, respect, you know, just, you know, doing the right thing, doing what's right, not letting the dollar, you know, um, lead you you know, think about the people behind the wheel. They're the number one at the end of the day. Yeah. 
So true. So true. And there's so much value that you guys are provided today. I'm really grateful. And uh, yeah, Brent, we definitely think very similar. So I'm grateful for that too, because it's, uh, I haven't had a confrontational interview yet, but that could be awkward. So it's just, (laughs) (laughs) I just respect both you guys' perspectives and leadership in industry. And I love the fact that we can have this conversation and I know that there'll be more conversations. The convoy is not too, too far away and I'm sure we'll connect well before then. But yeah, I'm just really grateful for your time today. Really grateful for just, again, the continuous, the leadership and the influence you're having on your in, or on our industry. And it's through your culture, through your professional drivers. So thank you so much again for hopping on the podcast. This was awesome. Thanks thank for having you. us. Absolutely. Okay. Have a good rest of your day. See you. Thanks a Brent, Monique, honestly, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I really admire your mindset within your organization, but also as people and how focused you are on uplifting the profession of professional drivers. So the mindset of your four pillars and the approach that you take to really get the point across that no load is worth your life. To me, it's absolutely amazing. And I really believe more people in our industry need to just live it like that. So I really appreciate the effort that you continue to put forth with this initiative and with so many more that we talked about. So I really encourage our listeners to learn more about Bremick Carriers by visiting bremick.ca or checking out their Facebook page. Of course, I've included the links in the show notes as some of the pictures that their team shares is just absolutely incredible. So thank you so much again, Brent and Monique. I really do appreciate your time today. So to our listeners, again, if this is the first time you've ever checked out a Truck Focus podcast, I really welcome you to our community. And I really believe that you got a lot of value value out of today's episode, as well as to our dedicated listeners. I just want to continue to say thank you so much for your investment of time. Really do appreciate that you just continue to come back and show the support to our platform. And again, I really just believe what Brent and Monique are doing is absolutely incredible. And more carriers could honestly operate the way that they do in in the sense of eliminating stress for professional drivers, but also uplifting the profession and making it very known. No load is worth their life. And I really do believe that mindset. So again, thank you so much. I do ask that you like this episode and share it out because again, our industry is full of wonderful people that need to hear Brent and Monique's message. So as always, Let's create a pivotal impact. Bye. Well, friends, that's all for today's episode. Thank you for taking the time to listen, as I hope today's episode brought amazing value for you. If this is the first time that you've ever listened to the Truck Focus podcast, I just wanted to say thanks. I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast channel to ensure you're notified of all of our upcoming episodes. To all of our dedicated listeners, thank you. This journey has been incredible so far, and it honestly is because of all of your support and encouragement that you've shown along the way. And as I like to say, the greater the following, the greater the impact. And because of you, our impact is growing across the transportation sector. As always, if you found value in today's episode, I do encourage you to share with others in your network that you believe would receive value from listening. Your support means so much. So the Truck Focus podcast is brought to you by Pivotal Transportation Industry Solutions, a company focused on connecting transportation industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. To learn more about the Truck Focus podcast, please visit the show notes. You can connect with us on social, visit our website, sign up to our monthly newsletter, and so much more. If you do happen to visit our website, I encourage you to check out the Truck Focus blog, learn more about our industry strategic partners, view our online training, and more. Furthermore, if you have a question or a topic that you would like to be discussed or reviewed in a future episode, feel free to send me an email. I've I've also included my email in the show notes. So I just wanted to say thank you so much again for taking the time to listen to the Truck Focus podcast, where again, our goal is simple. We want to connect industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. 
I hope you have a safe day and let's create a pivotal impact.